Well, by the grace of God, here we are. It is 2021. 2020 is in the past. It is no more. But now what? What do we do going forward? I want to share a few things with you today from God's Word that I really feel like can help us all as we move forward in this new year together to help us really grow in our relationship with God and, and become, well, more the people He wants us to be while we're here on this earth. I want to ask you, when it comes to your spiritual life, what do you visualize? What do you see for the coming new year? You know, a lot of people, they visualize things before they do them. Uh, a salesperson, for example, a salesperson will, will visualize closing the deal, making the big sale long before they ever try to make that sale. Athletes, oh, athletes will visualize themselves catching the winning touchdown pass or, or hitting the home run in the bottom of the ninth long before they ever step on the field. So when it comes to your spiritual life in this new year, in 2021, how do you visualize yourself? How do you visualize your relationship with God? And what needs to happen for that relationship to, to grow? Today we're going to be spending a lot of our time in the book of Numbers. Numbers chapters 13 and 14. And in Numbers chapter 13, the children of Israel, of course, they at this point have been led out of Egyptian bondage by God. Here they are on the, the very brink of the promised land. And I want to share with you in Numbers chapter 13, beginning in verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, send, me, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, each one a chief among them. Now notice, the job of the spies was not to go into the promised land and to decide whether or not they should take the land. The job of the spies was simply to go to the land that God had promised and to come back and report on it. If you notice, what God said was, I'm giving this land to the people of Israel. This is a promise. This is a, a gift from God. God is saying this land is theirs. It's, it's theirs for the taking. Now we, we go to verse 27. Uh, before we read that, we remember that, of course, those 12 men were sent into the promised land. Ten of them came back and said, we can't do it. We, we can't take the land. Two of them, Joshua and Caleb, said we can do it. God's given it to us. It's ours. All right, so now we pick up in verse 27. Here we see them giving their report to Moses. And they told him, We came to the land of which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. Most people, most people see problems. But visionaries, visionaries will see potential. All the spies, all 12 spies, they go into this promised land and they come back and they say the same thing. It is beautiful. It is exactly what God has promised us. It is this, this land of milk and honey. But only two said, so let's go take it. 
The other 10 said, however. In other words, they said, but it's beautiful, but we can't do it. We, we can't overtake this land. You, you know, it's so easy in this life to see problems. And truth be told, most of us do. Most of us typically just see the problems of this life and not the potential that exists. We see the problems that we face from day to day and we're eager and it's easy even for us to identify those problems, but we don't always see the solutions. We don't have the vision to recognize the solutions. You know, you could take two people, they could go into a house that is falling apart. And one person looks at the house and says, there is no way that I would ever touch this house. And the other person, the other person is, has the ability to visualize how beautiful the house could be. It's so important that we are a people of vision. Going back to Numbers chapter 13, picking up now in verse 30. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are all able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they're stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw in the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. Most people, most of us, we will exaggerate the problems of this life rather than glorifying or magnifying God in the moment. Did the ten spies and the two spies, did they see the same thing? Well, yes and no. They, they both saw the land of promise. They both saw the, the milk and honey. But the ten, the ten saw fortified cities. They, they saw large people that, that they were afraid of but the two, Joshua and Caleb, the two said, no, we can still overcome it. The ten, they exaggerated the problem. We're like, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. You know, we do that sometimes, don't we? we? We all face life problems. We all face difficulties. But sometimes we exaggerate it. Sometimes maybe we, we make it even worse than what it is through our, our attitude when what we should be doing is magnifying and, and glorifying God even in the midst of the most challenging life circumstances. Let's go down to Numbers 14 now. Pick up in verse 1. Then all the congregation raised out a loud cry and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become a prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, Let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. I mean, can you believe this? I, I mean, they had been delivered from Egyptian bondage 
in the most miraculous of ways, not the least of which that they had crossed over the Red Sea on dry land and even turned back and watched Pharaoh and his army be devoured by that same sea. And now, now they find themselves saying, man, y'all, I wish we were back in Egypt. I, I wish we were back there. I, I don't know why. I don't even know why we're here. You know, most of us will, well, we have a habit of listening to critics rather than listening to visionaries. You see, visionaries will listen to God. The 10, well, they didn't keep their negative report to themselves, did they? They didn't just share it with Moses. They began to share it with all the other people. And all the other people began to, to listen to their negativity and it really began to, to sway all of them. And suddenly they find themselves grumbling about Moses and grumbling about Aaron. And in turn, they're, they're grumbling about what God had done for them. Do you listen to negativity? Do you listen to the, the critics and the criticisms of this life? Or do you listen to the will, to the promises of God? Typically, we listen to negative news. Typically, we get caught up by the doom and gloom of this life. And in the process, we forget. No, forget's not the right word. We ignore. We ignore the promises of God as a result of getting caught up in the, the negativity of this life. And how sad that is. And how detrimental that is to our spiritual well-being. We cannot allow negativity to, to spread. We must believe God's promises. We cannot be a people who are impacted by faithless people's negative outlook. Most will glorify the past, but visionaries, visionaries will point to the future. You know, it's so easy, isn't it, to, to really live in the, in the good old days, to live in the, the glory days as we sometimes refer to them. And we think about way back when. Maybe we think about when we think the, the church was stronger or back when we did this or, or we did that. I think there's a great temptation for all of us to get trapped by those days gone by instead of living in the here and the now. Listen, if I were to ask you, when, when were at your strongest in your relationship with God? When was your spiritual best? Was it back when you were in a youth group? Was it back when you had just come off a mission trip? Was it, was it back when you were newly married? When was it? When were you at your best? And if it's sometime in your past, then that's a problem. Because again, getting trapped in the past oftentimes keeps us from really focusing on the present and the future and allowing us to grow in our relationship with God. Remember the children of Israel, they're at a point where they are ready to get rid of Moses, get rid of, of Aaron and just go back to Egypt. Now we pick up in Numbers 14, verse 5. 
Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. And Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Did you catch what was said in verse 9? That they were rebelling against God. Why? Because they weren't believing in the promises of God. They were rebelling against God by being afraid of what they thought might happen I'm sure for them, they didn't think they were rebelling. I'm sure for them, they thought they were just being realistic. But church, church, as we go into this new year, if we're going into this new year with a, with a lack of faith, with a lack of vision, then we're rebelling against God. Please, don't rebel against the Lord. In verse... 10, it says, all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Can you imagine? They, they didn't even want to hear the good that God could do for them. The latter part of that same verse says, but the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. You know, most will live by fear, but, but visionaries, visionaries will live by faith. You know, faith is, is having a vision and, and vision is being able to look out into this life and, and to see this life as best we can through the eyes of God. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to make up our mind that, that as we enter into 2021, that we will enter this new year with a, a renewed desire to see this life the way that God sees this life? See, vision can be a very challenging thing to have. It can be a very difficult thing to find because we live in a world and we are surrounded by people who are negative and cynical. And oftentimes that negativity, well, let's face it, it rubs off on us much more than it should. And so we find it hard having the, the vision that we should. And so suddenly we become just as, as negative, as critical. We find ourselves tearing other people down instead of building them up. And how, how wrong that is. If we want to be people of faith, the way Joshua and Caleb were, we've got to reject the negativity. We've got to be a people who are, who are living for God. So ask yourself as you begin this new year, what can I do to glorify God with my life in this new year? With each new day and with each breath that He gives me. Vision is it's essential. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. I want you to think for a moment about those ten spies who said, we can't do it. We're, we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. I want you to think about all those people that their negativity impacted. All the people who began to, to grumble and complain. Think about all of them for just a moment. And I want you to hear what God says about them all. In verse 22, 
none of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and yet have put me to the test these ten times and have not obeyed my voice shall see the land that I swore to give to their fathers and none of those who despised me shall see it. Do you hear what's happening? As a result of the negativity of those ten, as a result of the the impact that they had on the other children of Israel who also became just as, as negative as they, God says, you know what? They're not going to see that land. They're not going to make it into that promised land. A lack of vision, church, a lack of vision will destroy our, our spiritual life. I know that 2020 was a roller coaster. I know that it was filled with frustration and sorrow and despair and depression. And, and all of us have felt that to some degree or another. And, and it very well could be that you're still dealing with a lot of that even, even now at the very beginning of, of 2021. And listen, maybe 2021 is, is magically going to be better. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. I don't know, maybe there's going to be something that you go through in your life or I go through in my life. Some tragedy that we look at it and we go, man, 2020 was a cakewalk compared to this. I don't know. But whatever happens in life, will we persevere? Will we endure? Will, will we continue to have faith in the Lord? You know, oftentimes the, the real source of the discouragement we feel is when we're not able to see beyond the moment. We're not able to see beyond the heartache and, and to see that things can and will be better. If you can't visualize your relationship with God improving, if you can't visualize your faith improving, It won't. You will begin to die spiritually. Numbers chapter 14 and verse 24. Here's where we kind of wrap things up. Listen to what God says of Caleb. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went and his descendants shall possess it. Man, what an amazing way to be remembered, especially to be remembered by God himself as someone who was different, someone who had a, a different spirit. In other words, they weren't like, he, Caleb wasn't like everyone else, and he followed God fully. You know, when everyone else was negative, when everyone else was cynical, when everyone else was faithless, here's Caleb. When everyone else was critical, when everyone else is complaining, here's Caleb. A man whose spirit is different. A man who is faithful to God. A man who followed God fully. It is January the 3rd, 2021. And in some ways we are in a similar situation as the children of Israel. By the grace of God, we have just survived 2020 and all that it had to throw at us. And we are standing here on the threshold of a brand new year. So what will we do? Will we continue to be cynical? 
Will we continue to complain? Will we continue to live in, in despair and distress? Or, or will we have a different spirit like Caleb and live a life fully faithful to God? Rainbow, I don't know what you're going through right now, but it could be that, that you would like for us to be praying for you, to be praying with you as we begin this new year. Maybe there's some adversities that, that you would like for us to be praying for you about. I, I would encourage you to reach out to us, to text me, to, to text one of the other ministers on staff, reach out to our shepherds. Uh, allow us to be praying with one another as we enter into this, this new year together. And we do pray and we do hope that it truly is a blessed one. I love you, Rainbow, but God loves you more. Happy New Year. Would you pray with me, please? Our Father God, we come to you and we thank you so much that you have allowed us another day of life, uh, another opportunity to be together and to worship you in truth and in spirit. And Father, we celebrate this coming of a new year. And Father, we pray in faith that this new year would bring about a, a great growth in our relationship with you. We pray, Father, that our faith, that our endurance, that our strength, we pray that our, our relationship with you would be stronger than it has been in the past. Father God, we are so very thankful for every blessing that you have so richly bestowed upon us. Especially, Lord, we are so thankful for your son Jesus. And it's in his name, the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that we pray all these things. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our online worship service today. I hope it was uh, beneficial to you. I hope that you were able to uh, lift up God in praise in your own homes. Uh, we did make the announcement this week that our worship will be continuing virtual until January 24th. So I hope that you have that date marked on your calendar that we're looking forward to being back together in person on January 24th. If you have uh, any questions about the church here at Rainbow, you can find us online at rainbowchurchofchrist.org or you can find us on our Facebook page as well. We hope you have a great week and a very happy new year.